Good to see everybody out this morning. Uh, Brother John's out sick this morning, so y'all pray for him. Brother Marty be preaching for it. Let's go ahead and get started. Let's all stand and uh, let's hope in a word of prayer this morning. Brother Clay, would you lead us in prayer, please? All right, page 176, let's all sing New Year out loud. We love the Lord. Should love the Lord anyhow, so let's, let's really act like we do. There's a time on earth when it looked okay And Lord account was standing for sins and unforgiv My name was at the top and many things before I went into the deeper and said long ago, long ago, long ago, yes, the old man was said long ago, and the rain was raining, for he washed my sin away, when the old man was said long ago, the old man was lost, and broke every day, for I was always sinning, and never but when I looked in and saw some fainting woe, I said that I would settle and settle long ago, long ago, long ago. It's the only guy I settle long ago. And the rain is raining, for he washed me away. When the old cow was settled long ago, when at the judgment bar I stand before my knee, and he will open, he cannot find a thing that will my heart be glad. My tears are going to flow because I had to settle and settle long ago, long ago. Danny, page 235. What's my good burden? There's a night where the freedom from my sorrow I felt. A 
seated pray for the choirs we sing y'all smile at
Your mercy never fails me And all my days have been held in your hands From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God
I'm no stranger to the prison. I've worn shackles and chains, but I've been freed and forgiven. I'm not going back. I'll never be the same. That's why I see.
morning, everybody. How's everybody doing this morning? Awesome. We've got a few announcements to make. Uh, if anybody got a bulletin, you're going to have a little flyer in there. Uh, if you didn't get one, go ahead and get one. But this is just announcing a Valentine's banquet. Uh, we're going to do it on February the 11th at 6 o'clock. Looks like we're going to have uh, dinner, games, a photo booth, door prizes, and some more. And we'll see what the more is. But uh, let's see. Please sign up by February the 1st. So we should have a sign-up sheet back there. If not, I'm sure someone's going to put one up pretty shortly. So make plans to come to it. Uh, let's see. Of course, remember our uh, youth night, the Crusaders for Christ, this coming Wednesday. Uh, this Wednesday's theme is going to be camo night, so the kids need to wear some camouflage. Uh, I made a joke uh, last Wednesday night saying I didn't want to see anybody, and nobody laughed. I was like, Oh, well, uh, let's see, our Valentine's Banquet, and uh, let's see, we're going to have a revival April 16th to the 19th. Uh, Brother Bud Stiltner's going to be here, so make plans to be at our revival. Uh, March the 11th, uh, we're going to try to uh, have a trip for the men, men, uh, to um, Top Golf. Uh, it's kind of tentative right now, so let's see, you know, who's interested, I'm assuming we're going to have a sign-up sheet put out there, Okay. So remember that, March the 11th, and right after service, uh, Janet wants to meet with the youth choir, all right, and I was told it's going to be a super fast meeting, so uh, remember that, the youth choir, meet up here with Janet after the service. Thanks. Closer, I want to learn about the heart that was broken for me. It may require suffering, but I am willing for the darker the valley, the more clearly I see. words I may never have the privilege to hear child I brought you through this valley just to show you my glory oh how sweet is the darkness when the father is near and there will come sweet things Heavenly 
trust Him. words I may never have the privilege to hear child I brought you through this valley just to show you my glory oh how sweet is the darkness when the father is near tonight so y'all pray for the youth come back and support them and back them up tonight uh the carter's going to be speaking for us so looking forward to hear that so y'all pray for them anybody that needs any firewood we cleared out some land behind the church so if you got some more if you want some let brother nathan know I went and got something the other day when he offered it. Still ain't got it all split up. My wife, she's getting a little slack on me, I think. Now, she was out there with us. How's that? Going into the book of Psalms this morning. Tell you what, I've enjoyed the singing, all of it. If you know anybody that don't like that type of music, you don't let them in your house. There's something wrong with them. <clears throat> this morning, uh, I want you to turn to Psalms chapter 3. Try not to hold you too long. Everybody said amen. <laughs> um, 
get nervous when I get in the book of Psalms. I say, we could preach the whole book. I'd let you go home before the Waffle House closed. <laughs> I couldn't hold out. <laughs> Glad that when we get raptured out of this world, we get a new body. This old one couldn't stand the pressure. All right, going to go to Psalms chapter 3. It's a very small chapter, only eight verses, but I'm only going to read one uh, right here in the, um, the first one, but I will refer to some of these others uh, this morning. But let's go to Psalms chapter number 3, verse number 1 says, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. And I'll go ahead and read verse 2. Many there uh, be which say of my soul, there is no help from him in God, Selah. That word Selah is a musical like rest. But I like one definition this one country preacher said. He said, when you see that word Selah, it says, what do you think about that? But anyway, I'm to the thought that I have in mind for this right here is in times of trouble. Uh, let me go ahead and have a word of prayer, then we will we'll get on into our sermon this morning. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this wonderful day, Lord, to come to assemble together here. It's a nice crowd. God, we ask your blessings upon them. Lord, ask your blessings upon the reading of the scriptures. We pray, God, that you would help us as we stand here this morning. We pray, God, that you would just have your way through this uh, part of the service. Uh, speak to hearts as only you can do. And our hearts desire, if there's one here this morning that doesn't know you as Savior, God, that they'd come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ today. God, we pray for all those that's been mentioned on the prayer request list, all those that are sick. Lord, we pray now that you just lead God and direct us into this, in this service. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thinking about in times of trouble. Psalms number three is, a, is actually the first psalm of lament, meaning sorrow, uh, to the Lord. Uh, this is the psalm of David. Uh, this was written about the time that Absalom, his son, tried to overthrow him as king. And uh, this is a, a psalm that, that, that uh, David wrote during that bad time. But uh, it's the most darkest hours, uh, in the most darkest hours of our lives, we identify uh, with them and even quote this in our prayers. Uh, one of the things that, uh, you know, in, in, this, in this times of trouble, that's the title of what I want to speak on. You know, a lot of times we, we uh, pray and and ask God to forgive us of something. And, and, uh, but as they're trying to tell us that a lot of times we could quote this verse in our prayer. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that, that rise up against me. And uh, so a lot of times quoting some of these scriptures that, that are written about people that's in troubled times and are praying to God is a good way to get God's attention. The, this psalm teaches us that uh, the way to take our burdens, our fears, to take our questions, and even sometimes our complaints to the Lord. <clears throat> but anyway, in this time, of, in times of trouble, we... we we have a wealth of help 
if we just asked for it. <clears throat> but then there's, there's troubled times for David, the king of Israel. His son has tried to overthrow him. Instead of fighting, he flees uh, to, uh, uh, because of his son. He does not want to go to war against his son. Uh, there was trouble in the kingdom where David ruled. So, uh, uh, Absalom has done took the has has done took or uh, trying to take over the kingdom. So the so the uh, king to to keep from having battle right there in Jerusalem, he leaves uh, uh, because he does not want to fight. So there's there's trouble in the home and in the heart of the king. There's some issues going on in David's life. And because his son is trying to overthrow him, there's trouble in that home. There's trouble in the heart of the king. See, the rebellious grew uh, uh, until the rebellion grew until the time it came that David had to either fight his beloved son or abandon the palace and flee the country. And as I mentioned, David loved his son. He did not love what he was doing, but he loved his son enough that he did not want to fight. He flew, uh, left the country. Uh, you know, it's terrible, terrible time. Uh, but David knew where his help came from. I want to tell you, uh, this is, but the, the point I want us to see is there ain't a one of us in here that has not sometime this past week or past month or whatever has faced some serious trouble, some times of trouble. But then I want to tell you that how many of us, I don't want to see a show of hands, I'd have to raise mine. I, but uh, how many of us have faced times of trouble? And I said, that ain't nothing, I can handle that. And, and we try to put our plan into action, but we've not went to God in prayer. What was the first thing that David done? When all this broke loose and Absalom was trying to, to he went to God in prayer. Uh, but, but, you know, in times of trouble, uh, you know, uh, uh, we got to know where our help can come from. He cried out unto the Lord uh, and the Lord delivered him. That was in verse number four. Uh, verse number four says, I cried out unto the Lord with my voice and he heard me out of the holy hill. Selah. What do you think about that? But then we get to verse number. I want you. I just want to go ahead and throw this in here. Because it's coming across my mind right now. You got a mind like mine. You better spit it out while it's on your mind. Verse number seven. Look at verse numbers. He's prayed now to the Lord in verse number four. Verse number one through three told us about what all is going on. But verse number seven. Arise, O Lord. Save me, O my God. For thou hast smitten all my enemies. David didn't smite all his enemies. The Lord has smitten all his enemies. Uh, upon the cheekbone. Oh, slapped them real good. And those has, has hearkened the teeth of the ungodly. Broken the teeth of the ungodly. Sounds like the Lord knocked them out. But he knew where his help was coming from. David was a warrior. David was a captain at one time in charge of thousands of men. When he was uh, under Saul, the women, <laughs> the women got to singing. David got in trouble. They cried out how David had slew his tens of thousands of the enemy and how Saul had killed his thousands. Got David in trouble. 
But David did not attack Saul. He had the opportunity to kill him, but he didn't. David, no doubt, being a warrior and had some of the men on his side, no doubt could have put this rebellion down. But he didn't. He turned it over to the Lord. And the thought is, how many times have we faced times of trouble and the first thing we've done is turned it over to the Lord? That's the thought that I'm trying to get, get across here this morning. But as we, as we get started, looking here, there was some opposition. Now, I want to tell you, the devil is cruel. The devil uh, has no respect or no regard for any human being. If you're lost, the devil will influence you, use you, abuse you, and then throw you away. If you're a Christian, there's nothing that he can do about your salvation. But. He can get you to where you won't be a faithful witness for God. If we could do that, then if, if he can do that, then he's won. Because we are to be a light in this world. We are to be a light. This church is a lighthouse sitting here uh, in Burryville. It should be a soul-saving station. And the, we should be able to people to realize that if they come through these doors, they're going to understand and, and have old-fashioned worship of God. And, and a place where they can meet with the Lord Jesus Christ. But I want us to get, uh, he, the devil is a rebel against the throne of God. We know that he's a liar. We know that he is a cheat. And he's also a destroyer. If, you know... The home, I believe I heard our pastor preach on this not long ago. But on our, in our homes, the devil is out to destroy the home. And the reason being, too much coffee this morning. The reason being is that if he can destroy the home, he can destroy the church. And the home is under attack. And I, there's a... <laughs> I don't want to chase that rabbit, but, but he, he's a cheat. He's a liar. He's a destroyer. There, there was the opposition that David, this was what David was facing. A very one who opposed every child of God. See, they, David did not want to fight Absalom. And it wasn't Absalom that was causing the problem. It was the devil that was in him causing the problem. Because he, the, the, Satan had entered in and wanted to overthrow David. The, the, the pressure of David's, David's situation was on the verge of crushing his spirit. No doubt some of his uh, officers in the army or some of his sergeants in the army said, let us have it. Let us have at it. But he knew that, that something would happen to his son David and he fled. You know why he fled? Because he knew that God was going to handle it. See, he, he knew that if he got his hand involved with it, he would have a burden to carry the rest of his life. So he, he turned it over to God. See, see, we don't war. We don't war against flesh and blood. In Ephesians chapter 6, uh, verse number 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities against powers against rulers of the darkness 
against spiritual wickedness in high places. The things that we face may be an individual, but yet that individual may be possessed by a devil, and the devil is using that individual to try to attack us on our faith. Lord, help us in Washington. There's a lot of the... Never mind. <laughs> Shut up, man. It is, a, it is an evil spirit world that we got to deal with. That's what, that's what David here is, is, is finding out in, in, in this situation with Absalom. It's an evil thing. And he, he did not want to go to war against his son. Hey, I want to tell you, there's a, lot, there's a lot of times the flesh wants to kick up. And thank God that something inside me says, nope, just, just don't do that. But you know, uh, as believers, we face many foes in our lives. We face a lot of troubles in our lives. Our enemies are often human as were David's enemies. But additionally, we encounter, when we encounter uh, these different types of, of, of adversities, the first one is physical. A lot of us no doubt has some kind of, I don't know too many people that says, oh, I feel fine today. A lot of us have different issues in our lives that's physical. And, and if we're not careful, the devil will say, well, you're a Christian. Why is God letting you go through that? That's a physical uh, 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 adversity that we as believers has to, has to, uh, um, have to put up with. Physical problems. I meant to put him on the prayer list. My son Brock got up. I was up early this morning getting ready uh, to go to jail. And he come in and he said, he said, told Jane, he said, Mama says there's something wrong. And scared both of us. Now my son's a little taller than me. Weighs probably 300 pounds. Pretty muscular guy. But he was just like this, shaking. Scared us to death. I went in there and checked his sugar. His sugar was real high. And I told my wife, I said, we, we should check his blood pressure or something like that. Uh, we checked on him this morning when we was getting ready to come to church. He said, I feel fine. But the thought was that, the, you know, I know there was something wrong with him because he didn't look good. <laughs> but uh, it, it crossed my mind to call my friend that goes to jail with me. And have him take the service. And he said, I'm glad you didn't. He said, because I got home about two hours ago. He has a ministry on the first Saturday of the month in Kentucky, of all places, to go all the way up there to preach two or three services. He said, I got home two or three hours ago. And I told him he didn't have to come, but he did. But I was going to call him, but I said, no, I'm going to go on. And, and But these are some physical things that, that anything that would hinder us from doing the work of God. Have you ever sat down and tried to do a devotion and all of a sudden the phone rings? You ever get down and start praying and all of a sudden somebody knocks on the door? <laughs> I, I probably told you all this joke, but I'm going to tell it again. I might have left something out. <laughs> this lady, she was a prayer warrior. I mean, she, she'd get down and she'd pray all the time. She's praying. And her next door neighbor is an atheist. He was out in the yard doing some work and he heard that woman praying. He stood there and was listening and, and, and she started praying that God would send some groceries because, you know, the cupboards was getting bare. So he sort of grinned and he ran to the store and bought two bags or three bags of groceries and he set them on the front porch and he knocked on the door and he ran around to the side of the door or side of the house. 
And she come out and she started praising God because God had answered her prayer. And he jumps out and says, ah, I said, it ain't God, it was me. I bought those groceries for you. And she says, and you let the devil do it. <laughs> prayer will <laughs> make different, it, it can change what you're going through. But as, as listening into these problems here, physical problems such as fatigue. Hey, I tell you what, there's a lot of mornings when I got up this morning, it was pouring rain. And I thought, oh, Lord. Uh, but we, we have fatigue, we have illness, we have disease. All, all, you know, these things that I mentioned there are all things that works against us uh, in, in trying to be a witness, trying to be a servant for the Lord. But in times of trouble, instead of whining about the weather, and instead of, of, of giving in to the physical things or, or the fatigue or, or some type of an illness, I'm a diabetic. I told my wife, I said, you are so lucky. I said, I got medical proof that I'm sweet. <laughs> I'm too sweet. <laughs> uh, told my wife I'm taking so many shots and everything else. I said, I don't know if I'm going or coming. But if I dwell on those things, it would hinder my work of the Lord. It would, and if you dwell on certain things that happen in your life, it will affect your service for the Lord. And that is what the devil wants. We need to be, and the reason I'm preaching this, I want you to be aware of this. Because it happens to all of us. It happens to everybody. Uh, but you know, we're going to, you know, uh, the problem uh, of the soul and spirit is fear, discouragement, depression, frustration, anger. Hatred. They all oppose us in our service for the Lord. They all hinder us in trying to be a, per, a good witness for the Lord. We're, we're in an ongoing war uh, with the temptations of this world. Hey, we're saved from the penalty of sin, but we're not saved from this sinful world. We still have to combat the, the, the wickedness. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is, 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 is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Now, what I'm saying is, we still have to live in this old world because it is still cursed. But once do we get raptured out of this, it's a whole new ball game then because we get a new body. And I will tell you one of the greatest things I know about going to heaven is, is, is seeing my Savior face to face. But I will tell you, another thing is there ain't going to be no devil there. Amen. I like what old Maze Jackson said uh, years ago. I was driving a truck and I'd always pick him up at a certain time. And he said, I want to be the last one to go out in the rapture. Of course, he's already gone. He's, he uh, he, he uh, passed away years ago. But he said, I want to be the last one in the rapture. He said, I want to kick the devil one time before I get out of this world. And but he's already gone on. I love to hear him. It's called Truck Driver Special out in Greenville, North Carolina. It was a good program. But... But anyway, we, these things that I've mentioned, it can hinder us. We are in an ongoing world uh, with the temptations that arise from our own sinful desires, such as greed, pride, lust. But I want to tell you, we let those things creep in. They can destroy us. They can destroy us at being a good witness for the Lord. There ain't no telling how many people. I, I was telling a lady at the, at the drugstore when I was going see my drug dealer and get my, my medicine. <laughs> I better say that. 
And, and I, I was asking her, I said, are you off for Christmas? She said, well, yeah, we're closed Christmas. But she said, I'll be right back to work Monday. And I said, you know, people need to think about that when they choose their career. There are certain careers out there that has to work seven days a week. Certain jobs. And I, and I hey, I'm not against, I'm not, not trying to tell you not to do it. But that should be a consideration for a Christian when they take a job. Is this going to interfere with my worshiping of God? My time of church? Something to consider. My, my, my granddaughter is graduating in May and she's already been accepted. She wants to go to nursing school. Honorable profession. And I told my son, I said, you might ought to talk to her. I said, now, it is a good profession. But I said, based some long hours and some weird hours when he comes to that. But, you know. I wouldn't ever tell her that. That's a good profession to go into. We need nurses. But God's word instructs us, however, that all attacks are directed from one source. You may have people that are against you. You may have people that don't like to see you coming. You may have people that turns down another hallway when they see you walking down the hall. But it's not those people that is that's the source is Satan, the great enemy of God and humanity is behind all attempts that is made to try to discourage or destroy us as Christians. But uh, now here Satan was using the family member. In, the, in our text, back to our text, Satan was using a family member to cause problems for David. He was, they was, he was using a family member, and most dear to David's heart, uh, to fight against David. Satan loves to divide families. I can't tell you the people I know that has family problems. And, and they're being... It's basically the devil is trying to split up the family. But then I want us to look, there was an opportunity. When... When opposition comes, it always gives us an opportunity. Now get this. Now listen. When, when, when troubled times comes, when opposition comes, it always gives us an opportunity. Verse number four. I cried out unto the Lord. It gives us an opportunity to cry out unto the Lord. It gives us an opportunity to turn it over to, to the Lord. See, too many times, now get this, too many times plans comes before prayer. Hey, I, can tell you, I can't tell you at the times I've gotten into trouble. Oh, this ain't no big deal. I can handle it. And I, I get it all messed up to where it looks like I'm about to go down for my last time. And then I cry out unto the Lord. That's not an example of how to do it. We should take it to the Lord as David did. He didn't talk to his lieutenants. He didn't talk to his soldiers. He didn't, he didn't talk. Actually, one of his advisors went with Absalom. Even some of his closest people went with Absalom. But what I'm after here is that, that uh, uh, the first thing David did was verse 4. I cried out unto the Lord. And we don't need to let our plans Come before our prayers. David had no plan. His first, his first and only re recourse was 
to cry out unto the Lord. We really need to get that verse 4 down path. For cause when trouble, it's not going to be if trouble times come. When trouble times come, we need to go to chapter 3 in Psalms, verse number 4. And what? Cry out unto the Lord. Don't try to straighten that mess out by yourself. But God always responds uh, to the sincere cry of his children who are in trouble. All of us in here at one time or another has been in some kind of trouble, some kind of, some kind of uh, issue that would help hinder us from God. But, but instead of trying to make it right ourselves, we should take it to the Lord first. Now, I'm not saying we, need to, we don't need to plan and then pray. I believe if we take prayer first, God will give us the plan to get out of whatever it is we're in. But through the shed blood of Christ, we're given a wonderful privilege. This is a wonderful privilege of crying out to our heavenly father at any time and any place. God's not on break. <laughs> I went by there to the drugstore, my, my dope dealer, to get some drugs. And she said, oh, we close from 1.30 to 2 for lunch. I said, boy, y'all eat a late lunch. But they, they closed. I said, okay. But, you know, we have a privilege to come to God at any time. It can be between 1 and 1.30. He's there. It can be through any, any time, any holiday, any hour. He's there. He is there to hear the prayers of his saints. And I got another thing I want to throw out. He says we can call on him our heavenly father. Did you know that when Jesus Christ came... And he was going to teach his apostles to pray. They asked him to. He says, pray in this manner. Our Father who art in heaven. Did you know that that's the first time God was ever called Father? And did you know that that was a privilege and a right of us that has trust Jesus Christ. That we can call God our heavenly Father. Back in the Old Testament, they sometimes wouldn't even be feel worthy to even call his name. Uh, but they never did be able to call him father. But, but we have that opportunity. This is, this is when God has opportunity to show us his grace and to show us his love and to show us his mercy. Why should we bother God uh, with our problems? But I want to tell you, it's so he wants us to. And the reason is that when we come out of that problem, when we come out of that, then it gets us to, to somebody say, well, how'd you handle that the other day? I said, oh, I turned it over to the Lord and the Lord handled it. That brings honor and glory to God. That's why he wants to hear from us when we have troubled times. So in the times of trouble, we need to call upon the Lord. <clears throat> Satan trembles at the sight of God's children when they're on their knees. You find a Christian that's a regular prayer warrior. Hey, I want to tell you right now, uh, it makes the devil mad. If the devil can do anything in a Christian's life that will hinder them, it is to keep them off their knees. To hinder them from prayer. That's been one of my issues I have to correct regularly. I find myself not doing enough praying. You can preach too long, you can sing too long, 
But I'm going to tell you, you can't never pray too much. <clears throat> then lastly, I want you to see that there was overcoming. <clears throat> there was overcoming. See, the enemy was overcome and the opposition defeated because the Lord had come to the rescue. That's what he said in verse number seven. That's, that's actually a turning point. Between six and seven, that's a turning point. He was crying out unto the Lord. He was praying about his situation in verse number seven uh, and eight. He, he got his prayer answered. Reading verse seven again, he said, take off my glasses where I can see. Uh, he said, arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all thine enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly, salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessings is upon thy people, Selah. What do you think about that? But then, I'm going <clears> to... <throat> David saith to the Lord that he had smitten his enemies in verse 7. God hit them where it hurt. God had taken the bite out of the opposition and then I, I ran across this in some, in some studying. And I, I know all of y'all are familiar with this man. His name is Abraham Lincoln. I wasn't there when he was elected, but that's Abraham Lincoln. He said, listen to this, what he wrote. You know, he was the president through the Civil War, uh, the problems that we had in our nation at that time. But he said, I have been driven many times upon my knees by overwhelming conviction that I had nowhere else to go. I pray that when times of troubles gets us, that we don't wait till we have to realize that we don't have nowhere else to go but to the Lord. That's all right, but I'd rather go to the Lord before it gets that bad. But then he said, my own wisdom. He's, this is Abraham Lincoln talking. He said, my own wisdom and that of all about me seemed insufficient for that day. I mean, I'm sure that like any president, they have military advisors, they have economic advisors, they have all these different people to talk to them that are studied up on whatever that is that they're uh, in charge of. But he says, mine own wisdom and that, uh, that of all about me. In other words, his wisdom and also these people around him. He said it just seemed to be insufficient of that day. But then he says, we must realize that we cannot handle life's burdens and troubles by ourselves. Even our President Lincoln back in that day in the, what, 1860, somewhere along there. Uh, even Abraham himself realized that, hey, he could not handle all those we can't handle the life's burdens and troubles ourselves. And he put this in there. And God doesn't want us to. Our problems are not nothing like what Abraham Lincoln went through. But our problems is severe enough that we ought to realize that before I do anything, I'm going to cry out unto the Lord, verse number four. But then the Lord, uh, he says, this is no special blessings for dealing with trials on our own and it in our own strength. The Lord does not favor us 
for not troubling him. God wants us to ring those prayer bells of heaven. I think there's a song in the church, Emily. To ring those prayer bells of heaven. He wants us to. Because by, by straightening out what we're doing, by, by taking care of what we are, are, are got caught up in, it's bringing honor and glory to him. I can't tell you the times I'd say, how did you handle that? He said, I turned it over to the Lord and he took care of it. Boom, there's honor and glory brought to God. That's why he wants us to contact him. It could be a minor problem or it could be a major problem. But the point I want us to leave here this morning with is turn it over to the Lord first. Prayer first, then plan. Prayer, God will help you with the plan and ain't no, ain't no failing. He will get you out of that. But then I quickly, he invites us to bring our problems to him. He wants to work them out for our good and his glory. <clears throat> our heavenly father desires that we depend totally upon him. Uh, I can't remember the name of the group. They sing that song, I can't even walk without him holding my hand. The next breath you draw in is, is, is because God's allowing. But anyway, closing, last thought. Turning to the Lord for help should be our first resource, not our last. I've seen a lot of times on some of these cars, they'll put a, a tag on there that says, God is my co-pilot. What you need to do is put a tag on there that says, God is my pilot. Because if you don't you depend on me, I might lead you in the ditch. But God won't. <clears throat> who's, who's bringing it? Is it Sister Megan? Come play something on the on the piano there. We all have faced some kind of trouble in our lives. You know, and I won't throw this out while she's getting ready. There's something that might bother me, but if it happened to you, it might not faze you a bit. And there's some things that bothers you that happened to me might not bother me a bit. But I want to tell you, it don't matter if it's big, it don't matter if it's small. You need to take it all to the Lord. My heart's desire is that you got something out of the service this morning. I've enjoyed the singing. This and two more times to me, three, I've got to preach on Sunday morning. Y'all get that later. Let's stand to our feet. Page 345. 345.